Conference. You're listening to KBC English Service. Broadcasting from Nairobi. This is the big conversation on the breakfast show here on KBC English Service. And this is an hour when we get into conversation, big conversation. Tomorrow is a really big day. It's World Press Freedom Day. And uh, this year's theme, Shaping a Future of Rights, Freedom of Expression as a Driver for All Other Human Rights. Now, this one we are set to have quite the conversation because we are going to be joined by two very, very amazing guests. One is our very own and the new Kenya Editors Guild Council member for radio, Topista Nabusoba. Good morning. Thanks for making time to come to the Breakfast Club. Thank you, Nick and uh, Angie. It's good to see you too. Yeah, thank you, thank you. We're going to be joined in just a few minutes with the immediate former president of the Kenya Editors Guild, Mr. Churchill Otieno, in just a little bit. But now that we already have you here, Topista, uh, first of all, congratulations, congratulations. Uh, and of course, Millicent Awar of our editorial department for, for your election to represent radio and TV councils in the Kenya Editors Guild. Uh, how about you tell us a little bit about what the Kenya Editors Guild is all about, as well as what this new role uh, means for you and, and, your, and your journey as a journalist. Thank you, Nick. Um, the Kenya Editors Guild, mm-hmm. as the title um, explicitly uh, depicts is uh, an organization that brings uh, editors together mm-hmm. from various media houses, from various, um, you know, uh, across media, radio, mm-hmm. TV, print, and the Editors Guild stands for ensuring um, freedom of expression and uh, responsible reporting. Mm. Yes, and uh, the members come together to walk the journey of uh, ensuring that uh, the freedom rights Mm -hmm. are indeed um, adhered to by by the, the that everything that is stipulated in the constitution mm-hmm. is followed okay. because the, the the constitution provides us with the freedom of uh, press freedom of expression yes and uh, a, a, a nation that where you realize that uh, journalists are suppressed mm-hmm. Democracy is also suppressed. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So the Kenya Editors Guild brings us together to ensure that uh, we, we check those that trample on the rights of journalists and also just that journalists come together to walk the journey of this freedom together. So you self-regulate journalists and you also speak for journalists in terms of issues of infringement of rights. We speak on the rights of infringement of rights. Of course, regulation, but uh, you know that the bodies that uh, 
check on the regulation is the Media Council of Kenya mm -hmm. through the the complaints, the, the tribunal yeah. of complaints. But that also also guides us because okay. then even before it gets there, we should you know walk that. Um, yes. It's, it's important and I like that you mentioned uh, you what you said about uh, if the if the press is suppressed then there will also even democracy in the society can be can be suppressed because I was thinking to myself uh, given the theme for this year uh, shaping a future of rights freedom of expression as a driver for all, for all other human rights so uh, am I correct to say that uh, you feel that if the press is not free the society in general will not be and their rights will not be, they won't be able to fully express their rights because nick as you sit at that microphone mm -hmm. you're representing millions of kenyans you're speaking on behalf of so many you're bringing to light their plight mm -hmm. so you're voicing the situation of so many people. Mm -hmm. So if that voice is suppressed, ah, I see. can you then imagine that even the Shakahola mm -hmm. would not know about it? Even what is happening in Sudan, mm. you wouldn't know about it. Even the situation of the economic crisis in a country, mm -hmm. we cannot know about it. So that, in a nutshell, shows you the importance of media, and especially at the center of democracy. This is true. This, I'm curious, on a scale of 1 to 10, where do you think we, we lie currently, uh, Kenya, when it, comes to, when it comes to freedom of expression? <laughs> Just on a scale of 1 to 10. On a scale of 1 to 10. 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst, and most embarrassing. Mm. I would say in the region, uh -huh. we are trying. We're trying. We are trying. It's a very diplomatic but, um I wouldn't give it a seven. Mm -hmm. Probably between a five and a six. It's more than a half. That is, uh, <laughs> that's admirable. Yeah. So I, I, okay, okay. I think we're doing kind of all right. Uh, just joining us right now to continue the conversation. Immediate former president of the Kenya Editors Guild, Churchill Otieno. Good morning to you, sir. How are you? Fine, thank you. Good morning. Uh, Good morning, listeners. And uh, congratulations to you, Churchill. Uh, three years, uh, you were in leadership at uh, the helm of, of uh, the Kenya Editors Guild. Actually, five years. Five years. Well done. And who and one who was once your deputy, Zubeda Kananu, is uh, that's she's the one who said to um to take over. She has taken she over. Has she has already elected on Saturday, and she's in office now. Oh, she is the president of the Editors Guild. Fantastic. What message do you have for her? Because I'm pretty sure you have shared. You guys I wish her well. I wish her well. It's uh, challenging times. Mm -hmm. New kinds of uh, hurdles that uh, the media and journalists have to go through. But she has a good team, mm -hmm. and she has a good membership. They engage. Uh, I'm sure with the teamwork, they'll be able to assail. Absolutely. Now, because tomorrow is World Press Freedom Day, um, let's let's find out from you what is an ideal, the ideal environment for for a free press to thrive on. Uh, the press is about providing a marketplace of ideas, which basically means everyone. Everyone should have a right 
to share their opinion and to hear opinion from others. Yeah, that would be the ideal. Mm -hmm. Yes. And now, uh, when you're speaking, you mentioned that there are, this is a new season with new challenges, especially for the press. What are some of those challenges that you are foresee? Uh, one good thing that has happened, uh, thanks to technology, is that today nearly every citizen has a chance to share uh, the opinion, to share the information, thanks to social media. Mm -hmm. But out of that same pot, we, we have challenges because there are those amongst us who are very, very keen on spreading information that is harmful, on spreading disinformation. It therefore uh, makes the work of a journalist ever more important because that's the person who is trained, who knows how to find credible and reliable information and deliver it to the public. Mm -hmm. However, we are finding that out of that same disruption, it's becoming increasingly difficult to fund journalism. We usually fund journalism through advertising. That advertising today is heavily fragmented, and a big chunk of it is being exported because uh, it's being uh, paid to international companies, international platforms, who then take it out of our country. And then it ends up not being reinvested to develop and uh, sustain our journalism. A major, major challenge. You can summarize it as a revenue model challenges, mm -hmm. and it's uh, present in every shade of media today. When Topisa, you mentioned the the Shakahola uh, situation, and and now, and now, Churchy, when you were mentioning about how uh, nowadays it, it's very easy for people to spread to spread uh, disinformation. Now, uh, well, let's put the let's put the fake news people in one corner. I'd want to focus more on two things. Number one, last week, it was last week that uh, Interior CS Professor Kithuri Kindiki was like, uh, barred the media from uh, accessing and doing stories on what was happening in Shakahola. And it was because of the fact that the, the claim was, the, the, the material that was being shared was very, very graphic. Now, here is my question. My question is, do you feel, and uh, both of you can, can chime in on this, do you feel that... Um, because of because of the nature of the world nowadays, nowadays when you switch on your phone, you can see some very graphic images, whether you are intending to or not. Someone can just forward it on WhatsApp to the point that we're not as sensitive to that to graphic images and posts as we were, let's say, twenty years ago. So, as journalists, do you feel that? Do you do you do you feel that? Then we should it. We can share um, certain images or talk about certain things to such gory detail without it being considered uh, too nasty for it to be censored. Um, you want to go first? Take it. Um, in this time and age, any time you deny or block information from flowing. You, you leave the field open for false news to spread. So when you stop those who are professionals from doing their job, uh, you allow those who are faceless and addressless to then be the only ones providing information, which most of the time is questionable. Uh, I think it was very, very ill-advised of the CS to do that. 
Um, usually, journalists have that we have our code of ethics that guides how we handle sensitive information, mm-hmm. guides how we handle shocking information, including shocking imagery or, uh, or, or video. Uh, basically, imagery is basically videos and pictures. Uh, and where uh, sometimes, for whatever reason, we are found to have gone overboard, there is mechanism to hold journalists accountable for those uh, kind of, uh, for, any, for any overreach. When the government stops journalists from doing that job, uh, I think uh, it might feel that uh, uh, it's then protecting the reputation or the image of the country, but it's actually causing more harm because uh, our citizenry, our audiences are then left with uh, sources that are not credible to, to get this information from. I think and, uh, so far, it's a good thing that uh, it, that ban was lifted because then we continue to get to know what the situation is. Mm -hmm. But having said that, radio is blind media, Mm -hmm. and yet you use word and imagery Mm -hmm. to create a situation of shock. It's not necessarily pictures. So can you imagine that uh, if nobody had the stories, we wouldn't know the magnitude of um, what is happening in Shakahola. Mm-hmm. And every day we continue to, you know, get those, that, the, the shocking news. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's no end of it. But having said that, we are also reminded as uh, the media, as uh, Churchill says, that we have the code of ethics that guides our storytelling. So we should walk that journey and ensure that uh, we don't, you know, uh, shock the already shocked. <laughs> yes, yeah. But you know, Topista, already it did happen. I'm sure even you came across some of those, you know, very disturbing pictures of, 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 of what happened in Shakahola. So who takes action there? Is it the Guild or do we go through the Complaints Commission? What happens? Because unfortunately some of that content was sent out there. It was, but I didn't see it in the mainstream media. Perhaps on social media, mm. but not on on on, uh, on the mainstream media. That is. And therein is the issue. So yeah. and, uh, and it remains unregulated. Like, yeah. Looks like uh, uh, those who are providing uh, responsible reporting out of that situation mm. are the ones being blocked, yes. and those who are being careless are yeah. being left to have a field day. Yes. <laughs> but we don't have a way of regulating social media, do we? We don't. We don't. Well, we don't. Do you, is, that, is that something that um, is being taken into consideration uh, soon enough? Because also a lot, of, a lot of people, a lot of young people find all their news on social media, like specific sites which are not, they're not necessarily run by journalists. They, they don't ob- observe, they don't follow uh, conduct, codes of conduct for journalism, but, but it's still the most popular one in Kenya because everyone knows if I want gossip, if I want uh, random human interest stories, that's where I'm going to go. Well, um, I think the, the, the law is still very... It's, 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 like you say, it's almost like it's unregulated. Mm-hmm. But you have instances where the authorities will come, 
down on specific individuals and say that you shared certain information yeah. that is you know that wasn't correct matiangi case mm -hmm. um however it's also very uh complex i think the world over nations still. are still grappling with how to regulate the social media mm -hmm. yeah it's gonna because it's gonna you know that they are pseudo accounts yes parody accounts yeah you know people will hide behind to 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 abuse um you know and harass others online and yet mm -hmm. that has not really you know uh, happened even even those who who have uh, shown their identity and uh, harassed others it has not been easy to bring those um to 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 bring justice to those who feel harassed mm. yeah I like so uh quick one before we take a short break uh, I wanted to talk to to Pisa about the about your new role and because you were campaigning on a uh, five agenda items uh if I can run through them and I'd love for you to to explain on how they will have an impact when it comes to the growth of a free press so we have supporting new radio trends I'm very interested in knowing what those trends are uh regulation for a free responsible press training and partnership innovative programming that's also very interesting and clean broadcast content and you know the word clean is very what's the word it's what it's what we've just been talking it's about it's hard to define <laughs> yes because it depends on you know are we talking about uh, in terms of content it's very hard to define what we mean by clean so is that which you can watch or listen to with your child and your grand and the grandparents and uh, yes with your seniors and still mm -hmm. be comfortable about it Okay. If that comes close to it, mm -hmm. close. Yes. Yeah. So, and we know that in this age and era, it's important that uh, we regulate ourselves. Angie, there are certain things you will not speak on air to that microphone. Yes. At this time, uh, when you're opening the station. Absolutely. And yet, when you're closing the station, it's allowed you could <laughs> right. you know with the limit with, with the limitations with guidelines yes. yes with the guidelines and that is why we have the watershed hours mm -hmm. yeah again uh uh using the um the the the, the programming code right which we still have to work on but if i am again to expound on that is um we know that uh, ca is in charge of licensing yes and for ca we mean the communication authority yes and there are certain requirements that uh, an entity is supposed to put in place before they one of those things is not um policy do they require that uh, Topista is applying for um, for a frequency, mm -hmm. but does she have the basic policies that guide that are going to guide that media house? For instance, an editorial policy and a mm -hmm. human resource policy that will take care of the salaries of mm -hmm. the people who will be 
employed in that institution because today we are talking about uh, journalists not being remunerated as they should mm -hmm. so that if I am going to apply for um, a license I should be able to afford to pay for their staff that I am bringing on board and maybe Churchill you can um, you know chip in on this because uh, the issue of uh, remuneration amongst journalists mm. staff is you know we are still grappling with that mm. yeah now having um, said that the other new trends mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Nick I think you do but uh, podcasting yes I do um, and we also realize that uh, there are quite a number of uh, on online radio yes mm. That are again not regulated. Yep, that is true. Uh, yes. Mm. So new trends, yes, but how can we ensure then that you know they they, they are um, <coughs> they speak to within uh, professional mm -hmm. ethics, innovation, innovative programming. I think. That Look one is, it, it's like, it is innovative programming all about trying to incorporate brand new ideas uh, with, uh, with, with all the technology that we have because yes. I'm, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of shows that, can, that sound so wild in my head with, uh, with awesome uh, audio production yes. layered with, uh, with great content and you can share it. It, you don't just have to hear it on the radio. You can yes. share it uh, like a, like a podcast. Yes, uh, little sound bites yes. on your phone, teaser yeah. tunes yeah. type. Yeah, Beautiful. and 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 I think that and uh, that also is one way. It's an an alternative because then it puts it it puts the it puts um, it gives you right of ownership, Nick. Yes, it does. Yeah, as an individual putting out this information. Mm -hmm. So really, um, like you say, the imagination can run wild. It has no limits. It has no limits. Yes. So really, and then issues of partnership. Mm -hmm. And I wish that uh, even in a partnership, that KEG can partner with mm -hmm. a media house in putting out content that would... Um, that would uh, be a model mm. to borrow from. Mm. We, have had, we have had uh, co-productions. Yes. It doesn't uh, stop Keg from being a co-producer with KBC and other entities on a thematic area. Mm -hmm. Yes. I hope and you push for that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, Tetil is here, is good at... Uh, resource mobilization and he's going to back us on that one. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I remain a member of the CAG. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. You'll still be an active participant. And I'll play my role as a member. Yes. yes. I like on it. issues of training, training has no end. Mm. I've been in the media for over 30 years. Nick. Wow. Over 30 years. <laughs> over 30 years. Congratulations, <laughs> Over three decades. And what I can say that is that even me today, I need training, especially on those new trends. 
because um, technology is dynamic it keeps changing mm -hmm. but having said that we also have uh, young upcoming journalists mm -hmm. who need training all the time training on media law training on uh, ethics training on radio formats the formats that we are talking about yeah yes as much as you have talent you have to practice within a certain parameter that is acceptable that is regulated mm -hmm. but also because we know that it's free yes but we need to be to act responsibly mm -hmm. yes the learning never stops never it never does we are going to take the quickest commercial break in the history of radio <laughs> i think this is going to be about 36 seconds and uh, the only reason we're taking this break is to prepare both of you for the questions coming up uh thank you for mentioning that you've been doing this you've been in the industry for over three decades topista because when we get back we want to know about your about what you've seen all the changes you've seen then versus now and what are you you're looking forward to on that uh churchill we we definitely want to talk about about the future of press freedom as well as press freedom and the digital media a little bit uh, if you have questions comments you can share them with us on Facebook uh, the page is KBC English service on Twitter at KBC English is the page I'm joined in studio with uh, Churchill Otieno as well as Topisa Nabusoba and we're having quite the conversation back in 26 seconds to the big conversation on KBC English Service. This is the big conversation on the breakfast show here on KBC English Service. Uh, you're on The Breakfast Club. My name is Nick Ndada. I'm Angela Mohaki. And we are joined in studio, immediate former president of the Kenya Editors Guild, KEG, uh, Mr. Churchill Otieno. Uh, we have with us uh, a good friend of KBC. She's been with us for decades decades, I'm telling you, over 30 years, Topista Nabsoba, who is also now a member of the Kenya Editors Guild. Uh, first up, tell, tell us about Topista. I would really want to know uh, how things have changed over since when you were just a, a chipukizi in the game and now with all this, all these years of experience, all this knowledge, um, what's, what, what's, what are the, some of the things that stand out? Starting with this studio. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Where well, I came to, you know, spin records. Yes. Spin records. Spin, spin like them literally. Literal yes. spinning records, LPs. Yes, those wow. ones. Wow. So starting here, where we are sitting, we didn't have these monitors. How mm. many are they? Mm. Three, yes. four. I only had my piece of paper to write on with a bulky um, console. You know, mm -hmm. so everything was bulky. And um, looking at even the recording, uh, the, the recording gadgets, when we went out there to record. They were bulky. It was a Yuha. It was a 15 kilogram. What? Yes. And you carried it on your shoulder and <laughs> walked around with it in town. Oh, no. And I remember then, I, I think I was even expecting <laughs> so you are carrying this wow. and, uh, and you walked around with it in town to go and, you know, cover an event. So mm. we've come a long way. And yet today, you can record on your, on your on phone. On your phone, Tiny yes. little thing. Yes. That is a start. Mm. 
streaming oh yeah live you know, streaming live yes mm. that you can be heard from any part of the world and then also we were the only station, station yes broadcast station mm. so everybody they, they didn't have a choice so we've come a long way yeah it was exciting because we didn't know any other way mm -hmm. technology has eased the acquisition of information yes. access because those days when you did a program we also um wrote scripts with carbonated uh, Oh, yeah. Yes, because then I would the have to write a script, yes. the same time. a copy for the uh, presenter, a copy for the technician, and a copy for myself as the producer to guide the production. Yeah. And then the editing, we edited by splicing, you know, using a, a, a razor, like a razor blade, mm -hmm. wow. and uh, splicing tape. tape. Yes. And then stick it together with... Uh, yes. But how, how... The accuracy couldn't have been good. Like. No, the, it was very accurate. Oh. Actually, um, in terms of editing, the cutting was very exact hmm. compared to... Because there were two types of editing. By cutting and by dubbing. Dubbing was not so fine. Mm -hmm. But cutting was seamless. But it's it's also an art. You need to do yes. it. You have to practice to get good at you, it. Yes. If yeah. You, if you because have shaky hands, it won't. <laughs> that will not work. <laughs> no, okay. Yes. But I guess you grow in the profession, and your your hands and fingers become steady. Yeah. Mm. So that, and then even just um, research. Yes. You're writing on a topic. Today you have the internet yes you have the internet you'd have to go to the library mm. and i remember and i'll mention some people here Allah. there's a program um it was uh, it was uh, j wajua it mm -hmm. was done by lena kizeka she did the the swahili version and it, she did it so well kbc had to pay for her to be a member of the um, Macmillan Library, Ooh. so that she goes and sits and reads those oh, books, all, ah, then the and then she does the translation mm, wow. to Kiswahili. Wow, I like that. And yet today, you I mean, it's it's it's, it's at the <laughs> touch you know? of your phones, in your yes. fingertips. Yeah. And nowadays you can even get it. You can even get it translated online. Yes, online. You know. On time. Yes, but then that also each comes with its challenges mm -hmm. because then you have to verify yes today you have to verify the source of that information is it credible and when you're picking stuff off the net you need to know that it is a credible source mm -hmm. otherwise you will be spreading fake news fake mm -hmm. news you will be misinforming your audiences or the other bad thing, you'll be accused of plagiarism. Of plagiarism. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we've come a long way. We like we like the change that we were seeing. Wow! Like the cutting thing is still where I'm, I'm stuck. Still stuck I would have been so bad at it. But let's, <laughs> let, as we wind up there, Professor, you talked about training and everything else. There's only one thing you haven't mentioned to us: mentorship. 
you know in these other industries you hear people having mentors people holding their hands do we do that mentorship goes hand in hand with training okay as i walked in here and mentorship has been formalized but we have also informal mentorship i was mentored by people like Pamela Mburia. Mm -hmm. I was mentored by people like Gladys Erude. I was mentored by people like uh, Leonard Mashegwa, who are my seniors at that time. Mm -hmm. I saw what they did. They are the people, because you walk out of uh, college with information, but no until practical. you practice, yes. until you practice, until somebody holds your hand and tells you to piece here, you went wrong. College won't give you everything. So we have had mentors all along. And today, I will tell you that uh, different media houses and even um, associations like the Association of Media Women in Kenya, IWAT, of which I'm also a member of, the International Association of Women in Radio and Television, have a mentorship program mentoring um, students. Ooh around the country and keg provides the people who mentor those people me, uh, you know editors who are members of the kenya editors mm. guild are mentors in those programs mm. so mentorship goes on and i believe even at my 33 years i have been able to work with some people I'm sure you've in, a lot. In, 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 in KBC, in radio, and given them some tips that have helped them to walk this journey of... Lovely yeah. stuff. I love it. Churchill, I'm coming back to you right now. Um, not just you, you know, you're not just the former president of uh, Kenya Editors Guild. You also had a rich uh, history when it comes to digital media. Uh, so, uh, two-part question. question uh, first part is, because we, we have to agree that despite all the fake news, uh, misinformation, disinformation that's, that's spread online, still the, the advancement of digital media is a great thing as far as press freedom Absolutely. goes. So, um, what are some of the things that need to be done just to make sure that it's still it's 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 giving more more rewards than causing more grief and i feel like it might be tied in with what your opinion is on the future of press freedom especially in this country especially given the stuff that's going on uh right now people online were so there's been two camps online because of mandamano today that the camp do not leave your house because it's going to be bad and then there are those people who are like no me, I have, I'm going to go. I'll, I'll do my thing. What, what do you have to say to that? We are all here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. This is true. Yeah, absolutely. We're all exactly. um, those are all Kenyans. Mm. And they all have a right to express the opinion. Yes. Uh, the fact that they can, I think, is a good thing. And we need to celebrate it. Mm -hmm. We also need to defend it. So that it's, uh, it's a right that we continue to enjoy. And... Um, where those rights of expression are enjoyed, usually it's a sign of uh, uh, the presence of democracy. And we shouldn't take it for granted that we are able to take sometimes contradictory positions uh, without having to harm each other for their views. Yeah. That's very, very important. Um, 
the coming of digital has eased uh, our ability to share these ideas and we must celebrate it. The challenge it brings is for the citizen uh, by making it not so easy for them to distinguish whether the information they're seeing is uh, one they should believe. Usually, uh, information will come to you with some uh, signals indicating what the source is. Uh, in, in the digital space, it sometimes is not so easy to know that uh, the source that the message is claiming to come from is actually uh, the genuine source. Mm -hmm. So the ch uh, it becomes then um, uh, a duty and responsibility for communication professionals, of which journalists are one of them, to find ways to help the citizens know where to get credible information. Uh, one way of doing that is by making sure that uh, those of us who work for major media brands mm -hmm. make sure that uh, those brands are able to deliver to the people when the people need it. People need information today about Mandamano. The key media brands need to be able to deliver that information at the time that is required. Number two, on an ongoing basis, we must ask ourselves if the usual information is freely available on social media, then what value do we add? Mm -hmm. So the journalists must think of how do they bring expertise into this business? Yeah. How do they help people understand the information that is going around? How, why is there Amanda Mano? And how does Manamando affect people's lives, both those who are for it and those who are against it? And, and if we're in a democracy where every so often some portions of our population would want to express themselves in things like Mandamano, how do we organize our lives so that those who are not part of that are not affected by it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Those are critical questions that, as a media, we need to lead our population in debating and finding a way forward. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So it looks like you in um, what year is this? Twenty twenty three. Yes. Uh, next one was twenty by twenty twenty seven. Um, given just given the last the la previous election, uh, talking twenty seventeen eighteen. Seventeen. 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 So taking uh, events from twenty seventeen elections and twenty twenty two. By the time we get to 2027, and this is a question for both of you, um, in terms of the in terms of uh, press freedom and coverage when it comes to elections, is it getting better, or is it still the same? Uh, is it still the same as back in 2007? In terms of coverage, yes, I think it's getting better. One is um, uh, the audiences we serve are a lot more knowledgeable. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. they have. Uh, ways of uh, evaluating and analyzing the information that they get. They engage, they're very interested, and uh, uh, they're, they're not basic, so mm. to speak. Um, number two, uh, it's possible today to, you know, go into details around uh, party manifestos, around candidates, and demonstrate them. In the last election, I saw a lot of fact-checking mm. politicians. Yeah? I think going forward we'll be seeing a lot more of those. And the effect of fact-checking many times is that uh, uh, new sources then know that uh, when I make claims on the campaign trail, mm. I'll be checked. And if I'm found to have said things that are not true, I'll look bad. 
Yes, so so it's uh it's it's, it's evolving. Uh, I think it uh, it will get stronger as we move forward. Number two, we are seeing an increased role for the media, especially when it comes to things like reporting of results. Uh, in 2022, we are not properly prepared for it, uh, mostly because historically, IBC has not always provided that data mm. when it was required. Now it seems like they are finally able to do it. I expect that the media will be better prepared in 2027 and they'll do a better job in reporting those results. Definitely. Mm. Topista, do you have something to add on to that? I like the issue of uh, fact-checking. Fact-checking. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I, you know, um, there was this, this, uh, the organizations mm -hmm. that uh, immediately um, somebody put out information. You would see fake. Mm. Ah, right. It's written fake. You know, even um, propaganda, you know, political parties, when they put information out there, that uh, were, you know, throwing pro propaganda against yeah. their um, opponents. Opponents, they would immediately be told this is fake. So I think I like that because um, because technology is becoming complex. Mm. We also need to up our game. Mm. Yeah. So on the issue of Mandamano, I concur with uh, Churchill. The citizens have a right to information for you to know which places should I should you not go? Or yes, mm -hmm. yeah. And also, I think uh, for for us to even have, because that is also a provision mm -hmm. in the constitution. Yes. So for us to have a peace, whether they are demonstrations or not, mm -hmm. yeah. To all the brave journalists, keep on doing your thing and uh, observe. Always observe the code because it is important. And I think I like how they have both reiterated that for for journalism to remain relevant, is we have to keep reinventing ourselves mm -hmm. and be the voice of reason and truth. The learning never stops. Absolutely. Tomorrow is World Press Freedom Day. Uh, thank you so much for coming into the studio. Topisa Nabsoba, uh, legend uh, right here in KBC and in Kenya, and also a member of Kenya Editors Guild for radio, and the immediate former president for the Kenya Editors Guild, uh, Mr. Churchill Otieno. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for coming in. Have a peaceful day, and, uh, and uh, thank you for all your great service. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you. Thank you. Good day. Thank you. This is the big conversation on the breakfast show here on KBC English Service.